A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Happy Thanksgiving to all of y'all, and I hope you had a great holiday. And welcome to another episode here of Connect Those Dots, and I'm your host, Joe. This episode, I want to talk about a very special lady. She's on the mouths of everybody who talks on TV, everybody who makes an Instagram post, everybody with a blue check mark. Everybody that has something to say, everybody that thinks they know what is right, they're all talking about this lady. It's not Miss Universe, it's not Miss America, but it is Misinformation. Yes, Misinformation, isn't she such a lovely lady? She's always brought up in any sort of conversation, whether I'm talking about any sort of current events uh, talking about the elections, the COVID, the so-called vaccines. Fake vaccines. Whether it's about climate change or whether it's just acknowledging that the World Economic Forum exists. In general, misinformation comes through and uh, she's always got something to say. And everybody's always talking about misinformation when it comes to these topics. I mean, and it could be about anything. Truly, I posted something on my Instagram the other day. It was a clip of Drew Hernandez, the talk show host, talking about how Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates are unelected and they are the ones that give the keynote speeches to all of the elected at all of these sort of world government summit events. And he's talking about democracy, democracy. I got a misinformation warning on it And Instagram even put a sensitive content warning on it. So you need to click, yes, I consent to watching this post to even see the post. What did he say? He didn't say anything about medicine. He didn't say anything about diseases or pandemics. He didn't say anything about your precious climate change. He didn't deny any elections. He wasn't denying the science. All he did was just acknowledge the fact that Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates exist. But there she goes again. Misinformation. There ain't nothing she don't see. There ain't nothing she don't want to talk about. Misinformation. She's just always there to set us straight. And one of the funny things of this inverted opposite day world that we all live in is whenever something is 
defined as misinformation, you can always use that as your indicator to confirm that the information is actually on point. Because all the people that love to call something misinformation, all of the times that a post or a piece of information or a piece of dialogue, some sort of soliloquy by a talk show host or a podcaster, if anything gets hit with misinformation, again, whether it be about elections, whether it be about viruses, whether it be about medicines, whether it be about climate, whether it be about saying if a man can be a woman or if a woman can be a man and how many genders there are, or if you just want to acknowledge the simple fact that Klaus Schwab exists, right, please, sir. misinformation always has to come along and sway the conversation into one process of thought. Right? Isn't it funny how whenever misinformation comes through, she's always got to tell you how to think, what to think, and what you're not supposed to think, and it always aligns with the exact people that we talk about here, telling you how to think, telling you not what to think, telling you not to think for yourself, because misinformation's got your back. She's going to tell you what's reality or not, not yourself, not your own intuition, not your own spirit. Not your own consciousness, but good old misinformation. What would we do without you? But dropping the sarcasm now and getting back to a more serious tone of voice in a more serious, matter-of-fact manner. The architects of the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, and all of the cabinets that have been penetrated that work for the World Economic Forum. So if we penetrate the cabinets, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. They are hell-bent on keeping information from you. They are hell-bent on not giving you access to critical thought. They are hell-bent in keeping you ignorant, keeping you blind keeping you obedient. And the way they do this is to label everything that goes against their agenda, label it as false, label it as misinformation. This is why we see that title misinformation tagged upon so many things. And it's all things that pertain to their agenda. Anything that disproves their climate crisis urgency and all of the implementations that they want to exact due to their whole climate crisis narrative. Anything that disproves it, boom, misinformation. You're a climate denier. Anything that disproves how safe and effective their injections are, boom, misinformation. You're a vaccine denier. Anything that disproves how deadly and how monumental and how unprecedented remember they were using this word all the time unprecedented this is an unprecedented pandemic that's sweeping the nation all the people are dying they showed you the ticker of all the people dying on tv anything that disproves how deadly or not so deadly the virus was you're a you're a covid denier that's misinformation 
Anything that proves the fact that there are only two genders. And yes, shocker, wow, there are only two genders. They say you're a trans denier. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, that's a new one. I heard it. Trans denier. Believe that one. That's misinformation. Or anything that proves that our elections are not as up to snuff as they make them out to be. Anything that disproves that, oh, Joe Biden might actually not be the most voted for president in U.S. history. Oh, there actually weren't 83 million votes. Oh, that, that can't be. That's misinformation. Joe Biden is the most popular president ever. That's why they just say, let's go Brandon everywhere. Let's go Brandon. That's why Joe Biden can't get two people to show up for a conference for him or, or watch a live stream that he posts on YouTube that's advertised by YouTube and push down everybody's throat. Oh, no, 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 no. But Joe Biden is loved and Kathy Hochul is loved and she won New York fair and square and Katie Hobbs, you know, just, just beat Carrie Lake, even though nobody knows who Katie Hobbs is and Carrie Lake is like a rock star over in Arizona. And yeah, John Fetterman, he won fair and square, guys. And if you don't think so, I got my friend good old misinformation to tell you otherwise. Come here, honey. Come here. Tell him what's up, misinformation. See, she said so. So you can't think anything for yourself. And that is just the unfortunate nature of this inverted world that we find ourselves in. Where up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left, hot is cold, cold is hot, sky isn't blue, and you're condemned for telling the truth. You're persecuted and called names, whether it's a misinformationist, a denier, a conspiracy theorist. They got a bunch of different names for you. They have a bunch of different keywords that they use to put into the minds of the sheep so that they get on board with the demonization of people like you that critically think and actually tell the truth. But the truth is kryptonite to them. The truth to them is like holy water to a vampire. So they cannot allow any of that to slip through. And speaking of vampires, I want to get now to the crux of this episode, to what really inspired me to go this direction for this particular episode. Albert Borla, Pfizer CEO, globalist of the highest order, World Economic Forum hobnobber, Klaus Schwab acolyte. Now, he's been recently been getting awards for being such a diabolical globalist because that's what we do here. That's what we do in the opposite day inverted satanic world. We give the people who destroy our lives the awards, right? We give Fauci all of these awards. Bill Gates gets all these awards. And now Albert Borla, the Pfizer CEO the company that is the most sued company in world history. There is not a company that has been sued for more money than Pfizer. He's been getting awards in Israel because, uh, yeah, Pfizer is the only version of this vaccine that you can get in Israel. Isn't that funny? That's just a little aside. But Israel gave him a, a peace prize award. 
And you know what was funny? He wasn't even vaccinated at the time, so he couldn't even enter Israel. So that's just a little ironic little footnote for you with Albert Borla. But recently, last week, he gets an award from the ADL. Now, if you don't know who the ADL is, I'm going to tell you. It is the Anti-Defamation League. But knowing what you know about society, knowing what you know about our opposite day inverted world, they're not the Anti-Defamation League. They're the Defamation League. Because all they do is go after people who tell the truth, go against the grain of the narrative, and like I said, vampires can't have the holy water out there, so they try to get rid of it and demonize it as much as possible. Whether it's people like David Icke, whether it's people like Alex Jones, whether it's people like Kanye West, the Anti-Defamation League... It's funny how they go after anybody that goes against the primary Great Reset, World Economic Forum, Build Back Better, Agenda 2030, gobbledygook garbage that is always spewed from these outlets. So the ADL is essentially just another censorship wing of the globalist dystopian New World Order. But they're heavily funded. George Soros, another person, another great person, another guy that just said, oh, it was the time of his life when he was rounding up Jews for the Nazis. It was actually probably the happiest year of my life, that year of German occupation. For me, it was a very positive experience. It's a, a strange thing, you know, because you see incredible suffering around you, and, and in fact, you are, you are in considerable danger uh, yourself. But you're 14 years old and you don't believe that it can actually touch you. You have a belief in yourself, your belief in your father. It's a very happy-making, exhilarating experience. While hundreds of thousands of Hungarian Jews were being shipped off to the death camps, George Soros accompanied his phony godfather on his appointed rounds, confiscating property from the Jews. These are pictures from 1944 of what happened to George Soros's friends and neighbors. You're a Hungarian Jew mm-hmm. who escaped the Holocaust mm-hmm. by posing as a, a Christian. Right. And you watched lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right. I was 14 years old. And I would say that that's when my character was made. In what way? that one should think ahead, one should understand and, and anticipate events, uh, and uh, one, one is threatened. It was a tremendous threat of evil. I mean, it was a, a very personal experience of evil. My understanding is, is that you went out with this protector of yours who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Yes, yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, not, not, not at all. Not at all. Another great guy. And, he, you know, he gets awards, too, for his philanthropy, quote-unquote philanthropy. And he's one of the biggest primary funders of the ADL. But recently, the ADL has kissed the feet 
and lathered up the booty of Albert Borla, Pfizer's CEO, and gave him an award for what? What do you think they gave him an award for? Achievement against hate. Bruh. What does that even mean? What constitutes Albert Borla to get an achievement against hate? I mean, it's not even like he's one of their fake civil rights activists. It's not even like he's a, like an AOC type. Hate isn't even his thing, you know? He's, he's the vaccine big pharma biotech guy. He's the guy that says you take a pill into your stomach and it digests the pill and it is a smart pill. It's like a biological chip and it tells the company if you took your pills or not. And it is very good for compliance, as you know. It is a basically biological chip, but it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that uh, compliance. compliance. So how anti-hate is that, right? To put a, a smart pill in me that tracks my, my pill intake. And lets the pharmacy know if I'm taking my pills or not and being a good little slave. That's so anti-hate, isn't it? Isn't that just not creepy at all? You know, that's just so not creepy and just totally normal, right? Oh, Albert Borla, he's so nice, he's so cute. And he was at the ADL giving this speech, which he's reading off a script that was obviously given to him because this entire ceremony is not just giving an award to Albert Borla. It's a warning to people like myself. It's a warning to people like you who get attacked by misinformation, who get called deniers and conspiracy theorists. Albert Borla's speech at the ADL is a warning, is a challenge, is a threat, is a call to combat, information combat, because he's sitting there as a knowing liar, giving you the most inverted speech, most backward talking points, most opposite day mind-boggling fake points of view that it's really just gonna make your head spin. And this whole episode is gonna be dedicated to this speech, we're going to dissect word for word what he says, call it out for the actual misinformation that it is, for the actual blatant lies that it is, for the actual propaganda and hypnotism that it is. And we're going to set the record straight with the mass murdering transhumanist, vampire Transylvania freak, Albert Borla. So let's get into his speech right now. In thinking about the words of this award, Courage Against Hate, I found myself reflecting on the causes and consequences of hate. And I was struck by the central role of disinformation. So he's saying, oh, I was one of the central people who were attacked by the disinformation people. Oh, woe is me. I'm Albert Borla. Oh, I'm so unfortunate. I'm just the CEO of Pfizer that is buttering the bread of the entire mainstream media establishment and making money hand over fist for my product. Oh, woe is me. I'm Albert Borla. Feel bad for me. I was attacked by the disinformationists. Already? 
already in the very first sentence, it's a contrived lie. He wants you to feel bad for him. He knows what he is. He knows the depopulation plan. He's buddies with Bill Gates. He's buddies with Klaus Schwab. He's an architect of this great reset depopulation plan. And he sits there and says, feel bad for me because bad people are lying about me. Bad people like Joe over at Connect Those Dots. Little old Joe. But let's go on because it just gets more sickening from here. Now, I'm not talking about misinformation, which is false information regardless of the intent to mislead. Misinformation is damaging, but it can be innocent. Disinformation, on the other hand, is false information knowingly and intentionally spread. Yeah, by people like you, right? By people like you. That told us that when the vaccine first came out, that all you need is one injection and you're completely protected. Oh, then, oh, and now you need two to be fully vaccinated and fully protected, but it's going to be good. Oh, wait, well, oh, there's these variants coming out. You're going to need a third booster. Oh, wow. Well, there's, there's more variants coming out. And, and, oh, well, now we're noticing that your immunity wanes in the time between you take your boosters. So you're going to need another booster. And you know what? At this point, you're going to need a booster every year. Because, you know, I'm Albert Borla. And I told you at the beginning, all you're going to need is one shot. And now here I am telling you, you're going to need a booster every year. Montage. That uh, are telling us that there is uh, uh, a protection against uh, transmission of the disease. A few moments later. There is no variant that we have identified that escapes the protection of our vaccines. Three days later. COVID to come now with a treatment of 90% effectiveness, you know, personally makes me a lot very proud. One week later. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. 15 minutes later. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection. The following Thursday. It is necessary a fourth boost right now. The, the protection that you are getting from the third, it is uh, good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths. It's not that good against infections, but doesn't last. Two very boring minutes later. Do you think that we will every fall have to prepare ourselves for a booster shot with COVID just like we get a flu shot? I think so. So there's just that little compilation of him, the, the, the timeline, where he says, all you need is one shot down the road as he ups the ante and ups the ante and gets you more comfortable with taking more shots. And he tells you, oh, it's going to be like a flu shot. You're going to need a booster for COVID every single year. You're going to need an mRNA booster every year. And again, this is the same Albert Borla that says he wants to put mRNA in everything. He's fascinated by the technology of mRNA. I think we will see a lot of advancements with mRNA. And the good thing after the success of COVID it is that right now we have a substantial wave of companies, biotechs and big pharmas that are working on mRNA. A lot. And they are working on multiple applications of mRNA. Uh, so I think the first the the first things that I'm hopeful to see it is other vaccines other than COVID. A flu vaccine with mRNA, a singles vaccine with mRNA. So there you go. Just a, just a few little blasts from the past right there of Albert Borla 
So I can put it in perspective for you who this guy is. And I can show you the blatant hypocrisy of how he sits here and complains about misinformation and disinformation when he is the primary architect of it. One of the primary dealers of lies and hypnotism and satanic inversion. So let's get back to his ADL speech now after I've showed you those little blasts from the past right there. Let's hear all poor little Albert telling you how he's such a victim and he's being lied about. It is always malicious. It is never benign. And it is never acceptable. We need only look to the battle against COVID-19 to see the impact yeah, you told us that the virus was deadly and you told us that your vaccines would work. That's the disinformation, bro. Malevolent disinformation about the virus and vaccines and the gross politicization of COVID had to let the unnecessary and preventable suffering and death. Yeah, the preventable suffering and death that could have easily been prevented if you guys didn't do an entire pandemic global hoax population control pageantry a lot of lives could have been saved you didn't have to lock down everybody's business you didn't have to put a mask on everybody's face you didn't have to scare everybody to death thinking that if they went outside they'd catch a deadly virus and drop dead in the middle of the street you didn't have to degrade the mental health of all the people around the world locking them down and cooping them up and putting fear porn in front of their face day in and day out on the TV showing you the death toll every single day going up, more deaths, more deaths. We didn't have to lose so many people to drug overdoses and mental health crises because of this pandemic lockdown and people losing their jobs, committing suicide because they don't have anywhere else to go. All those deaths, yes, they could have all been prevented. All these preventable deaths that all happened because of you. As close as I am to that situation, you need not take it from me. Highly regarded scientific and medical experts have said the same thing. No less an authority than former NIH director Francis Collins lamented the tidal wave of disinformation we have seen during the pandemic. In a recent interview, he said, we were basically outgunned dramatically by lies and conspiracies in social media. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, we were outgunned. We were no match for the censored and blocked and completely disenfranchised people that were trying to counter our narrative. We were outgunned. It's not like we had all of big tech on our side. It's not like we had the entire medical establishment on our side. It's not like we had the entire global government on our side. Oh, but we were outgunned. Just lies, projection, and just total inversion. I tell you every single episode of Connect Those Dots. That is these people's number one weapon is to just invert reality and sell it to you and hope that you'll buy it. Now he's saying he was outgunned. Oh, Albert Borla, Pfizer CEO, poor guy. He was just outgunned by the meanie 
who Alex Jones, who David Icke, you can't even find these people anymore. Glenn Beck, Tucker Carlson, who gets, all these people get smeared in the mainstream media day in and day out. They were the ones out gunning you. Or how about the, the people, the people that actually suffered a vaccine adverse reaction? Are they horrible misinformationists? Are they conspiracy theorists, Albert Borla? Are they deliberate evil spreaders of lies? The people that took your product and got changed for life because of it? Or all the people that suffered your lockdowns? Are they misinformationists too? They outgunned you? We should have had our own version of flooding the system with truth. But you did flood the system. You had your cronies everywhere. You had all your buddies on the mainstream media ready to go. That's why everything you see... Brought to you by Pfizer. Sponsored by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch. Sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. But your tactics weren't good enough. Because the truth always penetrates through the lies. You can tell a million lies. And all it takes is one truth to penetrate through it all. It's a cliche, of course. But... Where there's darkness, there's pitch black. All it takes is a little bit of light to penetrate. And now you can see inside of the room. Now you can see through the darkness. So these people like Albert Borla and all his buddies at the World Economic Forum and all his depopulationist eugenicist globalists, they had it all ready to go. They had all their hashtags ready. They had all their blue checkmark Twitter accounts. They had all their corporate fake news media. They had all their silly entertainment Hollywood shows. All their celebrities ready to go. Ready to propagandize you. Ready to fill your head with hypnotism. But the truth still broke through. And they hate that. They hate that. It scares them. Albert Borla is afraid of the truth getting out. Klaus Schwab is afraid of the truth getting out. That's why I post an Instagram video of a guy literally just acknowledging the fact that Klaus Schwab exists and it gets hit with a disinformation censorship warning. Ooh, it's so scary. Are, are, are you sure you want to click on this? Are you sure you want to see this post? Do you want to be hit with a misinformation warning too? So it's all bullying, it's all name-calling, it's all cult-like programming, and Albert Borla can't stand it. Albert Borla hates that people know how much of a dirtbag he is. When people use this information to create fear, they become agents of evil. That's it, y'all. I'm an agent of evil over here on Connect Those Dots. Little old Joe on his little old podcast. I'm a big old agent of evil. And I want you to get hurt, and I want you to get sick, and I don't want you to take Albert Borla's great vaccine. I don't want you to take Bill Gates' incredible, perfect, beautiful inoculation. You know, the same guy that says, if we do a really good job of vaccines, we can get the population down. I don't want you to take his vaccine because I'm a bad guy. Down to zero. I'm a big meanie. I'm a big disinformationist. 
I benefit so much from you not taking a vaccine? Where do I benefit? That's the funny thing is that they try to sit here and say that people that actually tell the truth, people that actually want to warn you about the real conspiracy that's going on. What do I have to gain from it? I'm not selling you anything. I'm not making money for you. I don't work for the ivermectin company. I'm not making money from this podcast. I just do it because I have something inside of me that tells me I need to get this word out. If I sit here and I know the truth and I know the true goings on and I know all my people are under attack, how can I sit here and just not say anything? Because knowledge is power, but knowledge without action is powerless. So they want to discourage you from actually taking action with your knowledge. Because they could have everybody on the planet really know what's going on, okay? But if they all say yes and are bullied into it and are afraid of being called names, are afraid of being called the deniers, are afraid of being called conspiracy theorists, they'll sit there and obey anyways. They don't care what you know. All they care about is the fact that you say yes and you acquiesce to anything that they tell you to do. But Albert Borla, on the other hand, he's got a lot to gain from you taking his product or not, from you acquiescing to him or not. Bill Gates, he's got a lot to gain from you acquiescing to his agenda. Klaus Schwab, he's got everything to gain. It's his entire life's work is to create a great reset. So these people have everything to lose from you not acquiescing and you not falling for their trick. That's why they can't have the truth out there so much. That's why they demonize and invert. That's why they're such blatant, cold-blooded liars. And Albert Borla can sit at this anti-defamation league podium and spew his lies, spew his propaganda, cast a spell upon your mind. Whether it is the disinformation about the AIDS epidemic in the 80s, when we were encouraged to fear certain people instead of the disease. I mean, bruh. Bruh. First of all, first of all, let's, let's just, let's, let's hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. The AIDS epidemic, who was at the forefront of the AIDS crisis in the 80s? Anthony Fauci. Yes. He was a big villain during the AIDS crisis in the 80s. I know that rat has been around for so long and he's still haunting us till this day. He was in charge of a drug called AZT. AZT had euthanasia chemicals in it. They would give it to AIDS patients. AIDS patients would die from taking AZT. It was not a cure. It was a depopulation tactic. So there you go, Albert Borla referencing AIDS. I don't think that's a coincidence. And then he says, this is the big ticket right here. This is the kicker. We were made to fear people. We were made to look down upon people during the AIDS crisis. Oh yeah, just like uh, we're made to look down upon the people that question you. Just like we're just like you make people look down upon people that don't take your experimental mRNA injection. 
Just like people get ostracized and lose their jobs and lose touch with their family and divides get chasmed between families because of people choosing sides and condemning others that don't want to acquiesce to you. We were made to look down upon people. We were made to treat other people differently. Yeah, just like you and your buddies treat everybody differently that doesn't obey your dictatorial slave master decrees. So it just, it, it, it boils me inside that he sits here and he plays the victim. He sits here and he acts like he's this good guy. Like, oh, we were made to look down upon people during the AIDS crisis. This was because of hate. This was because of disinformation. Nah, dude, you're the disinformationist. You're the broker of hate. You're the ostracizer. Or the January 6th attack in the United States Capitol. And then all of a sudden he just jumps to January 6th. What does this dude know about January 6th? What does January 6th have to do with AIDS? So it just goes on and on, on and on and on. What does it have to do with COVID? It has everything to do with all of it because they cannot have one iota of truth. They cannot have one molecule of truth. They cannot have one candle lit in their stadium of darkness. It has to be completely dark. They have to extinguish any sort of light, whether it's January 6th, whether it's AIDS, whether it's disinformation, whether it's COVID, vaccines. No truth can exist in their world. When lies and conspiracy theories threatened the peaceful transfer of power and resulted in the death of five police officers. Another lie. No police officers died that day. The only people that died were two women who were protesters at January 6th. One got shot in the face and one got trampled. Okay, there was only people that died at January 6th. Oh, police officers. Oh, we care about the police officers now. Oh, we care, even though I donated so much money to Black Lives Matter. Even though the ADL donated so much money to Black Lives Matter. Oh, and now you can now I tell you to care about the police. Listen to me, I'm Albert Borla. I tell you everything is a lie that is actually truth. And uh, now I tell you to care about the police, even though I am a huge funder to Black Lives Matter and the Democratic Party. And so is the ADL here where I'm doing uh, my speech at. Even though it's a lie and uh, actually no, no police officer died that day. So it just goes on and on. It's, it's sickening. It's sickening. Think about the inversion. Think about how everything he's saying is a complete and utter fallacy. And understand, he's at the Anti-Defamation League defaming everybody. We know that intentional spreading of false information leads to fear, which in turn leads to tragic outcomes. Uh, yeah, you know all about that. You love to uh, lie and get people to fear. We know that was your entire COVID behavioral psychology operation. Fear leads to horrible outcomes. Lies lead to fear, which lead to horrible outcomes. We know about that firsthand. And yeah, buddy, we know you know about it. History is rife with illustrations of the high cost of this information of the harm that can be inflicted when people in positions of power knowingly lie. Now, there are bright spots amid this darkness. Isn't it funny? Like, 
from a dot connector perspective, you sit there and nod your head in agreement. You're like, yeah, we know position people in positions of power certainly lie. And you're one of them, buddy. He's saying that you are in a position of power and you're lying because you actually know the truth behind their agenda. Who's in a position of power? A person that got injured? And made a TikTok video saying, hey man, I got myocarditis. Hey man, I got Guillain-Barre syndrome. Hey man, I suffered a stroke. Hey man, I got cancer. Hey man, my mom died. My son died. My wife died. My uncle died. Are those the people that he's talking about in positions of power spreading misinformation? I I don't get it. Because he's talking about himself. He's truly talking about himself and his buddies. But he's aiming it at you. So this is just a master class of the application of what is called Rules for Radicals. It is a book by a communist Satanist named Saul Linsky. And he wrote a book called Rules for Radicals. And in it, it talks about how to conquer a nation. It talks about how to employ tyranny. And it basically says, you employ all this tyranny, you do all these corrupt dealings, you ruin everything for everybody, you take freedoms away, you restrict movement, you employ all these communistic fascist tactics, and but then you say your opposition is doing it. Your opposition is the reason you're suffering. It's rules for radicals, and they all promote this book. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Yuval Harari, Bill Gates, they all rave about Saul Alinsky, the communist Satanist, and his book, Rules for Radicals, and they all employ his philosophies on a daily basis. And you're just seeing a masterclass in it right now from Albert Borland. And as a business leader... I was encouraged recently to see companies and organizations quickly sever ties with celebrities and athletes who sprue hate, even though these decisions could result in lost revenues or lost gains. So he loves that. He was, I was encouraged to see all these corporations to sever ties with anybody that has an opinion of their own, to anybody that doesn't want to totally homogenize, to anybody that doesn't want to be completely hypnotized. I was encouraged to see corporations, you know, employ censorship and fascism. One party thinking, if you think anything otherwise, we sever ties, and it makes me very pleased as a business leader. So he rejoices in the cancellation of people's voices. And then they just hide it behind hate. I was so happy to see people sever ties with hate. I'm just so over this guy, man. I'm just so over this guy. And there's a, there's like a, a little bit under a minute left in this speech. So we'll get through it. We'll get through it. But I'm always going to interject and stop him. And pump the brakes. Because when I hear lies, when I hear blatant inversion, when I hear satanic rules for radicals, strategies being employed right in front of me, my spirit can't take it anymore. My spirit screams out. And I hope your spirit is screaming too. This is as straightforward as it gets. Something is true or it isn't. Truth is not a state of great. 
and we have an obligation to do our part. We have an obligation to lie to you at every turn. We have an obli obligation to keep you away from the truth. We have an obligation to make sure you do not critically think or, or ask any question. We have an obligation. You don't want to you don't want to be hate, do you? You don't want to be spewing hate, do you? We don't want to cancel with you. We don't want to bring the entire power of all the corporations upon you, right? Isn't it funny how he said that oh he was outgunned? by misinformationists, but then in the same breath, he says it was so nice to see the power of all the corporations come down upon these people that spew so-called misinformation. So how are you outgunned? You're Pfizer, you're the sponsor of all the entertainment, whether it's the Oscars, whether it's NBC News, whether it's CNN, whether it's even Fox News. Yeah, they're sponsored by Pfizer as well. And then you have all the corporations on your side which is literal medical fascism when the medical pharmaceutical industries unite with the corporations and unite with the governments for political ends. That's the very definition of corporate medical fascism. But they were outgunned. They're the victim. The misinformationists are the villains. They're the good guys. They're the Avengers. Big bad Alex Jones. Big bad Charlie Kirk. Big bad Joe Rogan, they're Thanos. No, but me, Albert Borla, me, Klaus Schwab, me, Bill Gates, me, Yuval Noah Harari, and me, King Charles. We're the heroes in this story. And tell them, Albert, tell them how history will remember us as the good heroes, the good Samaritans that we are. When the history of our era is written, what will be said of us? Will it be said that when challenged, we cowered, gave into fear, and allowed the forces of evil to spread vicious, hateful, malicious lies that advanced a dark, deadly agenda, robbed us from our freedom, and in many cases, our very lives? Or will it be said that we were resolute in our insistence of the truth? I mean, dude, you are exactly what you're talking about. Who's robbing people of their freedoms? Who's telling people not to speak? Who's telling people they can't work a job? Who's telling people they can't operate or move around in society? Who's telling people they have to live in fear? Who's censoring speech? You're the dark agenda. You are the freedom taker. So, I mean, that, that final statement right there, that's just everything you need to hear. And that's where I'm going to leave this episode off. What will the history books say of these people? Because the history is accounted by those that write it. Who's going to be writing the history books? Is it going to be these people, their acolytes? Are they going to glorify themselves in the history books? Telling you how great Bill Gates was for depopulating the planet? And his philanthropy telling you how great George Soros is. Telling you how great Klaus Schwab was with his great reset. Or will the history books really be written by the true people. By God's people. By the people that live in truth. By the people that have the Holy Spirit. By the people that have the discernment. By the people that have the knowledge. By the people, by the people that didn't perish for the lack of knowledge. Are we going to write the history books? Are we going to tell 
our descendants, that we prevailed against literal satanic inversionist master manipulator supervillains? These are the thoughts that we need to be having. These are the questions that we need to be asking ourselves. What is it going to look like in the future? What are the history books going to tell about this present day that we are in? And it's all a matter of if we prevail against these globalist mass murderers. That's all they are. They're mass murderers. They want depopulation by the billions. Okay? They want depopulation by the billions in their own words. They want a digital mark of the beast, digital currency that tracks and traces every move you make, every step you take, every breath you take. Individual carbon footprint tracker. Many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our body. We need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. Bruh. This is what we're up against. Are we gonna let them write their own history books, glorifying themselves as Greek gods on top of Mount Olympus and wear all their slaves? Are those going to be the history books that are going to be written? Ask yourself that question. After hearing Albert Borla's speech, after hearing all his lies, after hearing him threaten you, after hearing him rub you through the ground, drag you through the dirt for knowing his dirty little secret. So Dot Connectors, don't be afraid of Albert Borla. Don't be afraid of Bill Gates. Don't be afraid of misinformation. Because all these entities, they're afraid of you. They're afraid of you. You shouldn't be afraid of them. They're nothing. They're less than nothing, actually. They always say, oh, there's too many people on the planet. Oh, why do we need all these people? They have no purpose. Well, at least they have potential. At least there's something there. At least they want to do good in this world. You are less than nothing. You, Yuval Harari, you, Klaus Schwab, you, Bill Gates, you, King Charles, you're less than nothing because you want to detract from the human experience. You want to lie. You want to cheat. You want to invert. You want to hypnotize. You want to propagandize. You want to brainwash. You want to suck dry all the human potential that you can but you have the truth on your side. You know who these people are and what they're up to and what their end goals are. But knowledge is power. But if you don't use that power, what's the point of even having it?